Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Is what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Make your decisions, make your decisions risky. Oh my god, I wanna rip the up out the fucking new one. Make a fucking cum jet, spray it on your daddy inside the kitchen. We're gonna do it fast, gonna do it good, gonna have Thanksgiving in my old neighborhood. Yeah, 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 pick it up now. I'm a bitch about the medical down. Outstanding episode of the podcast today. God, this is so fucking loud. Holy shit. Jesus Christ, Pemberton. Turn it down a bit so we can hear ourselves think. Hi, welcome to Live to Tape. Today your, today your host is the Blast Wagon featuring old Mick Jim. Daddy's best friend from back when he used to go to his first college before he got his shit together, met your mom, and stopped doing cocaine in the daytime. That's right, it's old Mick Jim, daddy's old friend, the Blast Wagon. He used to work in the blast furnaces in Arizona, but now he's wisened up and got himself an office job downtown with your dad. How good is that sound, huh? This is a little bit of Woody McBride. There's no such thing as a little bit of Woody McBride. It's only just a lot. This is Woody McBride. It's uh, the Birdman or something like that. It's off of Communique Records from 1996 or something like that. It's something. It's, it's, it's the real deal. I'm looking at a bird right now in the tree. I don't recognize this bird, but it's, it's a good bird. It's good size. Looks like maybe a tit of sorts and wants to do some tough plucking. You're listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton here in the uh, Starburns Audio Network. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm kicking this off hard and weird like this because uh, the podcast itself is uh, lacking in effects and such like that, so I figured I'd start it off like this. Jesus Christ, isn't that aggressive? <laughs> Just want to say Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more coming this way in terms of audio products in the new year. Um, not, hold on a second. I just had to fix that. See, so yeah, listen to it now. Now it's about to sound really cool. Ready? Down. Now 
how we can talk over it and hear it at the same time. Hi, it's me for real now. This is the second beginning of the podcast. It's me, Jimmy Jackson, Jason Pepperhouse, a.k.a. the only number one certified driver of daddy's big red truck coming straight to a wall, coming straight to a wall near you to smash your bricks and grind your grits. I was going to say grind your griddles. That sounds better, right? I'm going to smash your bricks and grind your griddles because daddy's big red truck does not stop for anybody except for you. Okay, here we are on Live to Tape. Uh, I want to, uh, I guess I was going to say I want to apologize. It's not really an apology because that's like, ugh. people need to stop saying sorry so fucking much. It's really disgusting, especially women. Stop apologizing. You're great. That sounds like, isn't that weird? It sounds like an aggressive thing to tell someone to stop to, to it's basically like say, hey, love yourself. Love yourself more. It's like sort of the fight club mentality, but I mean it. People should apologize at less and just have more fun, you know, have a good time. Drink some, drink, you know what's fun? Drink hot tea in the shower. I tried it the other day. Everyone talks about fucking cold beer in the shower. You know what's great is a fucking hot tea. Hot black tea. You know how I like it? I like a good hot black English, English breakfast tea deep in the hot shower. Do that. In remembrance of me, for those who have gone before, take this now, forever. Be with thine and thy heart, for spirochetes shall grace you in the afterlife now and the hour of our death. Amen. There's that. So I went back when I was saying, though, about the apology or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just really haven't been able to get get still get dirty with the podcast like I uh, would like to the past month or even I don't know how long it's been. It's been slow a slow descent into madness because I bought a house and uh, there's no there's no way to describe just how much I had no fucking idea, man. I had no idea, <laughs> and we're about to move too, so. Uh, normal, that's why I've been doing these podcasts basically just it's it's in this what you get in studio is what you get just because that's how I designed Live the Tape originally was where I didn't have any t- extra time so I was like I still want to make a podcast I want to make it how I want to make it so however I record it in the studio is how it is no editing and now and since then it's been a little while now I've been obviously you've been listening to the podcast I do a lot more than just the in-studio stuff but the last maybe five or so I just haven't had the time I want to dedicate to making the the non-in-studio stuff be as fucking fiery and delicious and as spew forth as I want to so there's that but it will change because uh, the clouds will break um, the fog will lift and I will be settled down in a place that will allow me to do those things at my leisure. Now look, we all stick together. Something might happen if we get separated. Cracking rocks, start cracking rocks on your face. Minus 10, 9, 
Eight. We have a go for main engine start. We have main engine start. Four, three, two, one, zero. Is that I welcome you? Thanks for being here, my daddy, my dear. I don't wanna be queer. I just wanna steer this deer down to where the lake is near, and I can find the ice for my paradise drink inside. That's right, got a hair clip that does a magic dip inside a spitty kitty kitty cup. I got a spitty kitty cup. Welcome to the department store on December 23rd, December 22nd. You're going out shopping, but you ain't gonna buy some stuff. The department store is so goddamn hot inside, but you know you wanna spend that money on that marked-up good. Get that nice green box that's got special wrapping. That's your name. Everybody lives once and you live twice and you die nice. You do all those things and you know what I mean. So let's start the podcast. Come on, will you two stop arguing? Let's get started. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. That's live to take a joining commentary. Rate, review, subscribe. And if you want to become deeper involved, just go to patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Merry so Christmas. Christmas. Test this out. Welcome, my guest. Is it playing? There we go. Okay. I'll just wear it. Sure. Hi, Joe. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? You seem like maybe you're like not doing great. I'm in a little bit of a mood. Really? Talk, let's talk about it. Joe Rosa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, buddy. It's a nice anticlimactic introduction, but sometimes I got to do that. We started real quick. That's great. I like getting right into it because you, you, you were so animated about how you feel about those hoagies <laughs> that I want to catch some of that. I do like when people are opinionated about food. I don't want to name the place because I don't want to disparage yeah, I know. them. I don't people, want you to people in this town like it. People in this town like a lot of things I, I that like, I don't agree with. What else besides these hoagies? Stepping on other people's heads to get ahead in their career. Yeah, that's not kind of going. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you that's not curling up in a ball on the floor and pouting about the political climate. Is that yoga? Instead of having a fucking backbone (laughs) and getting out of the house. Uh, That shit cracks me up, dude. I'm working on a bit about it. It's like, it's like, guys, let's just say this is the end. Yeah. Let's say this is the end of the world. This is how you're going to react to it. Right. You, so you better start sharpening sticks and, like, get your shit together. <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? It's like, I agree with you completely. Are you going to go I roll thought, up in a cave? Oh, it's crazy out there. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think a lot of people who feel that way, it's something where they feel that way because we live in a time where that stuff is, so, we're more aware of it than we've ever been. So right. it, it seems like 
the sky is falling when in fact the sky has always been falling. I agree with that. Well, and and we brought it on ourselves. We brought it on ourselves. We everybody did. ran everybody ran head first into social media and well, putting how their can you not? It was designed. You know? It was to, people it, I think people if you stop and think for a second, you might be like, you know, I didn't need somebody to tell me, maybe it's not a great idea to put pictures of your kids on the internet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't need somebody to tell, I don't have kids, and I knew that that was a bad idea. Is that a bad idea, you think? I think it's a terrible idea. Really? You should be protecting your children, not yeah. putting them into a, a, an arena that any fucking freak could literally <laughs> download their picture and do God knows what with it. Yes. I mean, it's insane. It's uh, insane. And like, and then that's not even thinking about like identifying them. Yeah. Like, I can't believe people of notoriety... Or with notoriety, rather. Um, Have kids that are identifiable publicly. Yeah, what are you, insane? A lot of people don't, though. A lot of people who are smart yeah. are like, well, those, you don't yeah. to see my kids. Those are the smart people. Yeah. I, yeah, that's another part of the bit is like, so I, I'm only saying that so you don't think that I'm stealing it from our conversation here. I would never think that. The, uh, but that's another part of the bit is like, <laughs> is like guys... <laughs> like celebrities had stalkers before we even had, we were using email, and now it's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that guy shot Reagan because he was in love with Jodie Foster. Right. It's like you, you think you think that Twitter is going to make it less t t terrifying? What oh, are you so fucking much, insane? So much worse. Oh my god. It is pretty crazy that stuff. I mean, I've talked about this in the podcast a lot, but I feel like it's always I always need a reminder to myself to. To just how good it feels to uh, not look at that stuff for uh, a, a, so great for an hour, and then an hour goes into five hours, and how a, a day, five hours becomes a day, and it's like it's kind of it's weird how addic how actually addictive it is. I shut my Twitter down. When did you do that? Oh, about two months ago, three months but ago. But you are a different kind of guy. You have like you have a lot of uh haters and people who want to fuck with you. People like troll you. Um that stopped. That stopped a while back. That was like an Opie and Anthony thing, right? That's not why I shut it down. Really In fact, down? a friend of mine messaged me and said, I see you shut your Twitter down. Who yeah. what happened this time? And uh, I was like, I swear to God, nothing. Yeah. I I I go I, th that all like passed, you right. know, like uh I had some weird stuff with some of those fans and then and then the 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 Anthony the guy that I was going back and forth with we made amends and it all just kind of went away. Right. So that all stopped. Yeah. But um but um, what didn't stop was the way the uh, culture was reacting to Twitter. Yeah. And once, I'll tell you, I can tell you the headline that made me deactivate my account. It okay. said, uh, Star Wars director Ryan Johnson deletes 10,000 tweets. Huh. Why? I was like, I'm done. Now they're not even just digging through your old tweets to try to find a thing to, like, burn you with. Yeah. Now they're monitoring if you're deleting your tweets. Right. And it was right in the middle of everybody I knew deleting their tweets because they were so afraid that some joke they made three years ago was going to be construed as racist What's or sexist. What's happened in-house here? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, so that was it. I, who, what do you mean it's happened in-house here? What happened? With Dan. Dan Harmon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. it's ludicrous. It's like the most ludicrous thing ever, but it yeah. doesn't matter that it is because the people are perpetrating the type of, uh, whatever you want to fucking call it, they're, they don't give a shit. No. So I, I, it's like my, scorched earth. Yeah. My final tweet was, uh, <laughs> given the way... I'm uh, watching the way um, uh, the public reacts to Twitter and humor these days. Y'all can have this shit. Good fucking luck. I'm out. 
And yeah. that was it. That was my was something along those lines. That was my last tweet, and I, and I shut it down. I'm, like, I'm not I'm not having this. This be- thank you, man. No, I just came in here and very quietly moved a stool and delivered a beautiful cup of coffee and a white IKEA mug. He did. It was very nice of him. He's great. I'm pouring water in because it's very hot. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, you want me to leave a bounty of information there? I mean, yeah, like it really they is a bounty, look isn't it? for it. Mm-hmm. They look for it. like regardless of. Regardless of your, I'm just using this as an example. Regardless of your stance on the Woody Allen thing, right? right? There were people that were going into the whatever library where he had like his notes and, you know, and things that he obviously volunteered to have there. Yeah. That were going and like going through that stuff and being like, look at this thing that he wrote. This is proof that he likes underage women. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like people are, and, whether he does or not, I don't know. I don't fucking know the guy. Mm-hmm. My point is, is people are actively, actively, if they don't like you, mm-hmm. looking for stuff to use against you. And yeah. it's like, I didn't think there was anything that problematic on my Twitter, but I was like, I'm not going to play this fucking game. Because you don't, it are doesn't you matter. You can think it's perfectly fine, but if it's cup painted with the right brush, it becomes something totally different. It becomes, it basically becomes... I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's so, uh, what do you, how do you say? It? It's so not ambiguous, but amorphous that it can really become anything if you say it right. Yeah. It's even. It's kind of crazy how much stuff is like that. Where if you just decide that this is something, if you say something is this way, people don't ever read past the headline. The headlines always are. Very different than the content it's a of, the, real, of the article. It's a really, really, really vicious world. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I, I take that back. I don't think it's a vicious world. I think it's a vicious country. Um, I think there are a lot of other countries that don't function this way, that don't have a bloodlust to destroy one another. Yeah. Uh, on on a on a basic societal level, let alone you know on you know for fuck politics and all that shit. Who cares? Uh, you know <laughs> you know what, what's to me what's really important important is is the way we treat each other on a personal level yeah and I think that people in other places because I have traveled around a decent amount at this point to other parts of the world I think they have an appreciation for privilege and life that we do not have here mm-hmm uh, and I think they have appreciations for one another that we do not have here, you know, and uh, I think that's very obvious when you go on. I can't I'm not going to name names, but I can't tell you the amount of people I know that are on Instagram every other day screaming at, you know, screaming for people to go vote and get involved and whatever. And I'm sitting there looking and I'm going, you treat people like garbage. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> you treat, you've treated me like shit. You've treated many other people I know like shit. Yeah. We've all talked about it. Yeah. Why don't you check your personal, check your house. You know, it's that old religious thing. Yeah. Check, make, make sure your house is clean. Is your house in order? Or is your house in order? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. You know? Unfucking believable, yeah. man. So anyway, I'm in just an annoyed mood. I think that's great. Over all that shit. I like Joe Rosa annoyed. Thanks, man. I, I honestly, Johnny, we're we're two very uh, different guys. We're cut from very different cloth. But I feel like you're one of the few guys that I can talk to uh, honestly in this city. 
That's good. Or I shouldn't I like say it. in the city. In in the world of our uh, Hollywood, our, our business. Our, yeah, exactly. Uh, the business that we operate in, because it is a business. It is. Business well, is longer than show. How about this? So <laughs> yeah. that being the case, doesn't not having a Twitter. Um, <clears throat> Hamper your promotional efforts in some sense no. as a comedian who tours. No, Twitter. Once I realized that it was because I kept it for a while for those reasons. Yeah. Once once I realized it was useless in that department, I got rid of it. Is it useless? I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I I, I think it is because yeah. I would tweet things because what I did for a while was I would just post to it from Instagram. Uh huh. And um, the things that I would post to it from Instagram, you know, the posts that were like. You know, uh, you know. Look at this cool retro uh, Star Wars board game I got in the mail today, yeah. or whatever. Those posts would get like some okay traction on Twitter, and I, I had a, I didn't have a ton, but I had like fifty some thousand followers. Yeah. You know, so it was it was enough that it was like things would get noticed. A groundswell. A groundswell, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but then when I would promote my tour dates, it would get like two likes. Oh, okay. And zero retweets, and I was like. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. And then also I started to notice there were people on Twitter that would have, and it's happening now on Instagram, right. which is good news, because that means I'm not far away from being able to shut down my Instagram, too. Ooh. I'm excited for these things to go back to being exactly what they were, which is social media, mm -hmm. not promotional media. They became promotional media. Yeah. Uh, and eventually everybody gets annoyed with that, and it gets all bought and sold, as you're seeing now on Instagram, where every other post is a fucking sponsored ad. Yeah. You know. And, and including uh, uh, crooks, you know, like people advertising products that say, hey, here's this great thing for a third of the cost. And then you order it and you get it and it's fake. It's a yeah. bullshit, you know. So um, I haven't done that, by the way. Just uh, listeners, I have not done that. I did buy a retractable claw. It's like this thing when you attach it to a rope and you lower it. You can pick up things. Yeah, that's I cool. bought that, and I'm really happy with that. That's great. It's also got a component where you can make a grappling hook, so that's oh, that's, that's cool. cool. But yeah, but it's like, you know, on Twitter, eventually people realized uh, it's not about me following, it's about me getting followed. Yeah. They stopped caring about anything promotional. A lot of people have left now because everything is tree stumping for politics on there. Tree stumping? It's not what fun. is that? It's what the politicians used to do before they had, like... You know, when you didn't have like a microphone and a podium. It's called tree stumping. It was what they used to do. They, called, they'd stand, it's called stumping. Yeah, tree, yeah okay. stand on a tree stump. Um, but uh, so that, that that that's driven people away. But what, what, the main thing that I noticed was somebody could have twenty eight thousand retweets or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then I'd go and look, and they'd have two hundred followers. Right, because it's so it was the tweet that got re the popular, right. not the person. Right. So that's now happening on Instagram. You can still get some traction on Instagram, but right. it is being you know kind of sold by the pound at this point, out to other people, and so, it is starting to become a place of annoying uh, policy, uh, yeah. uh, bragging. So I'm excited for it to go down. And so you think it's going to go down? Why? I don't think it's going to go down. I don't think it's like, I don't wish harm on the no, people of Instagram. But remember, it is Facebook, remember. Oh, well then, Instagram yeah. is then I don't Facebook. Okay, then you're right. I don't give a fuck what happens to them. Then. But uh, yeah, they're... Uh, I have trouble remembering that all the time. Yeah. Because I forgot. Because a lot of times what I do with Instagram is I will log out of my account. So if I want to post something, it forces me to log in. So I'm not just like fucking looking at shit, just getting around. Right. If I do that, they do a thing on Instagram where they make you 
do you have to tell them not to remember your password. Otherwise, it's just easy to log back in. There's no point in logging <coughs> out because right. you're basically you just click twice as opposed to once and uh, right. you're back in. Right. So I have to say, are you sure you want just to forget your password? I'm like, yes. So I have to type. I have to spend time typing it in to be like, every time I type my password, I'm saying, okay, am I going in here to use it or just to fuck around? Like, am I gonna right. post something and then leave? Right. But that's the thing. That's a function of a Facebook. That's the thing that Facebook does because they know that they have designed something that's not that dissimilar to a slot machine, where they want you to be. It doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're interfacing. They're mm -hmm. winning because they know that the house always wins. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're using the product, doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're looking at it, they are. They make money. Okay. So. If you do something where you say, if you, if you tell it, I don't want to remember my password when you log out, it says, are you sure? Because it really wants you to be like, hey, we, we want to make it easy for you to get back in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It's like, oh, I, this is, I always, I always remember, like, this is a Facebook thing that they are doing. It's the same way it's really hard to deactivate your Facebook account. You have to, like, are you sure? Give us a reason. Yeah. Retype your password, even if you're not, not even deleting it, just deactivating it. Yeah, I, I sent my Facebook over to a fan page years and years and mm -hmm. years ago, and that's all yeah. that's on there. I don't look at it. I don't go to it. It's there if you want to subscribe. Or whatever you do with it, I don't fucking know, even know. Um, uh, I shut my Twitter down, mm -hmm. and uh, and I look forward greatly to the time soon where I'm positive that I get no promotional benefit out of Instagram. I'm still getting some promotional benefit, so I'll I, I you know I'll play the game. I try to post fun stuff too. I yeah. try to just make it about whatever. But the second, and you have my word on this, the second I know that I can not raise awareness for gigs. Gone. How do people find out about stuff then? Did you radio still? I don't fucking know. I don't know anymore. We've painted ourselves into a goddamn corner. Yeah. We've painted ourselves into a corner. Nobody wants to seek anything out. Nobody wants to look anything up. Uh, nobody wants, you know, everything people, that's is... All what people want to do is look stuff up. They want to like... Well, if it's, if it's easy, they do. Yeah. But, you know, I'm really getting tired of people saying, put the link in the bio. Why, why don't you just copy the fucking link yeah. from the post? Why don't you do one thing? Why don't you just Google it? Just Google Joe DeRosa live Tucson. Uh, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually considering going full Patreon. Because mm -hmm. Patreon's worked very well for my podcast. Right. Um, What's the podcast? We'll See You in Hell. It's here at the Starburns right. Network. I just give you an opportunity there. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Pat Walsh and I review horror and sci-fi movies. I never met Pat Walsh, but I've he's someone I've known about for a long time through Twitter and Great stuff. Great guy. He's so funny, but somehow we've never met. Um, I, I can arrange it if you want. I was actually talking about being on the podcast probably like two years ago. I remember it was in an airport, and I was either high or drunk or something. I was on a good one. Which is lot, happens all the time. I mean, I, was, I probably took some speed, maybe. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that you got down like that. Get down with speed? Well, like, I didn't even know if you drank or not. Oh, I, I like to drink. I hate how much I like to drink. How much do you drink? Not that much. I actually didn't drink all of October, except for maybe I had two, I had two glasses of wine a week apart. I'm uh -huh. Sorry, I had a glass of wine at dinner and another glass of wine at dinner. Otherwise, I didn't drink for all of October, and I think it was really good. But it was okay. also very difficult. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to now get to only on the weekends. Yeah, and then 
after that, I'm going to try to go for like longer. But yeah. I have to start doing it incrementally. I can't just do this like I'm not going to drink for a month because then I come off the month and I go batshit. That's what I did the past couple of days. And I, last night I didn't drink. So I'm like, I can't. Do, I don't want to do that. It's like a fucking rubber band. Yeah. That you're just. If you were, yeah, I did find it did help a lot though. If you did, if I did the whole month off because it was something where, oh, I realized how much I want to do this just for no reason other than just to kind of like take the edge off of something that really there's no edge to, or like it's like a thing where it's almost like a reflex. Oh, dude, if I take, sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. Sneeze. If I take two days off, Mm -hmm. I notice complete clarity. Yeah. Like, uh, all of a sudden, my brain is working differently. I'm able to sleep better. Uh-huh. And that's just two days. I took six weeks off last fall. Wow. And uh, I, by the end of the six weeks, I felt great. And I was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to drink again. That's how I feel right now. And then I started to, because I was at a bachelor party yeah, in it's Vegas. Always... I was like, what? And even then, I was like, do I need to? Whereas mm-hmm. if I went to Vegas right now, this second, not for a bachelor party... I'd be like, let's drink. We got to drink. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's amazing how quickly your perspective changes. It's also such a weird thing where I feel like a lot of times I don't really, I'm not really enjoying it as much as I think I am. Right. Like the act of it, I'm really am working toward. Oh, I'm drinking this to get a buzz. And if I don't get sure. a buzz, it's it's a, definitely like a means to an end, and not something where. Sure. It's like having a, it's like having a fucking steak when you're hungry, instead of having a sandwich. Right. It's like why would I do that? Why well, I, I don't need all that fucking fat and calories when I'm just I'm just hungry. Right. And I eat something that satisfies the hunger as opposed to. Oh, I gotta get something that's so delicious and also will make me feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> later. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Which are you saying will make you feel bad? The steak or the sandwich? The steak. See, like, I think the steak is much better for you than the sandwich. The sandwich, the meat with the bread and the cheese and everything. Not like, like a sandwich I make. I'll probably make it on like a nice, like a gluten-free wrap or something maybe with a little bit of turkey. You got some arugula in there, some spinach. If I came to your house and you said, do you want a sandwich, mm-hmm. and you handed me that, I'd throw it at your head. Well, I w- I'd be I, so d- betrayed. I wouldn't call it a sandwich. I'd call it a wrap. All right. Well, then that's different. Yeah. If you had you said wrap to begin with, I would not question you the You would have said no. Thing. I guess uh, I mean like just if you have like a big fucking a big meal yeah. that makes you feel like oh, oh. <clears throat> yeah I hear you it's like you're you're uh, willingly encumbering yourself I hear you the uh, I got really fucked up after your show the other night you did yeah dude I drank with a friend of mine until <laughs> nine a.m. Where'd you guys go We ended up at the drawing room at six thirty a.m. Wait, that place doesn't close? It opens at 6. Wait, so you, where did you go until 6? We went to another bar. Yeah. We went to 4100 Bar. That's a, that's a drunk Lake. bar. Yeah, I like that, that place. That is the bar that Kiefer Sutherland goes to. I like that place. He used to. Used to. Yeah. Uh, he's a drunk. So, yeah, I li- I li- he made me like him more. Really? I like he's that a he's drunk? like a. Wait, well, yeah, that video of him tackling the Christmas tree when he's drunk. It's oh, like yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen. That's pretty good. I love that he I love that he endorses tequila, and I'm like, yeah, no, he truly likes booze. Yeah, he's I a, think that's cool. Um,. Anyway, uh, we went to 4100 Bar, and then a group of us went back to a house to hang out. And uh, and then the next thing you know, dude, it's fucking, it's, it's like the sun's seven. coming up, and I, and I was like, we're going to drawing room, aren't we? I've never done this. I've How never... do you do that? 
How do you do what? I can't party like that, man. That, oh, would, that would take you know. days off. My, I would yeah, the next three days. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I went to bed at at ten thirty a.m. Yeah. And I woke up at like three. Uh huh. And uh, p.m. And then I just, I just didn't. I had nothing to do all day. So I, I you know, I knew I had nothing to do that day. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's <laughs> going to be like my Sunday, where I don't go out or anything. And I did go out to get food and stuff, right. and I just kind of laid low. And then I went to bed at a decent hour and woke up the next day, and I was like, okay, all right, we got, you know, back to life here. I mean, I don't do it often like that. Yeah. But uh, I was just bringing it up because it was, you were saying you like to drink, and I was, after your show, Yeah. I really went out. I do like to chug a beer from now and, now and then. Yeah? Chug a beer in the daylight on an empty stomach. That's how you do it. On an empty stomach. On an empty stomach when you're grilling food in the afternoon or evening in the daylight, that's that's about as good as it gets. I don't like chugging. I don't like drinking on an empty stomach. It makes me feel, like, woozy. Oh, it makes me fucked, it makes me fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I like it more maybe, with a maybe little... Maybe not an empty stomach, but, yeah. like, not like I'm starving. My, my stomach's not, uh, what do you call it, uh, gurgling. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I want to play some Wait. music now. <laughs> okay. I'm tired of talking about drinking. Whatever you want, dude. It's your show. I know. I want you to tell me what to play. Do you got your, like, Spotify open? Everything's open. All the windows are open. What have you been listening to lately that you thought like a lot? Because you're a music guy. We all know that. I love music, yeah. Yeah. The new Cypress Hill album is really great. Are you serious? Yes. How is that possible that they even have a new one? I'm not saying that it's not possible it's good. It just seems like... Um, they finally did another full record Cypress with Hill. DJ Muggs, their original Jesus founding Christ. producer. and uh, Elephants on Acid. Yeah. What should I play? What track? I would play... Uh, um, Band of Gypsies, Lo put them in the ground. Play Locos. Locos. Yeah, because that one kind of kicks in. God, this is hilarious. Really good. It's really dark, like, stony hip-hop. These guys from L.A.? Yeah. And they're Hispanic, right? Yeah. You speak Spanish? No. The mugs is Italian, I think. But be real, it's not dog or God damn, it just sounds like... They got back to it, man. It sounds so gangster. Awesome, I love it. I love gangster rap so much. I had no idea. The whole record is amazing. If you get, if you like weed and you get stoned and listen yeah. to this, you're like, oh my god, it's an awesome weed experience. Wow, it's an awesome experience. Period. But so these guys love LSD. They have a song called LSD Interval on here. They they talked about like how they were really into like tripping and stuff back in the day, like yeah. mushrooms and stuff. And I mean probably acid too. But House of Pain, they were part of the clique. And House of Pain used to rap about acid and and dust and stuff like those guys like I was watching a Russell Simmons thing last night on hip hop um, mm -hmm. hip hop evolution, which is an amazing docuseries on, on uh, Netflix huh. about like hip-hop through the years it's fucking incredible the footage in this thing the interviews if you're a rap fan i mean this is unreal 
But what they was did. He they did a big interview with the yeah, Russell Simmons, like an episode about Russell Simmons and like the changing of the guard with him bringing out Run DMC and all that stuff. Right. And he was just telling these stories where he was like, "Yeah, I heard that record. I think I, I think I was smoking dust." Does that mean Angel Dust? I guess so. Yeah. Just PCP, right? Yeah, I think so. Shit. But he talked about like the first time he ever went to Amsterdam with like his first hit record with Curtis Blow. Jesus. And he goes, I got off the plane. And he goes, I knew I made it because they said, Miss, how are you, Mr. Simmons? Uh-huh. He goes, I'd never even been on a plane. And I got off a plane in Amsterdam and they go, how are you, Mr. Simmons? And he goes, good. And he goes, then they go, what would you like? And he goes, I want some cocaine and pussy. And they go, coming right up. <laughs> and he goes, that's how I knew I really made it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I mean, like, drugs were looked at differently, you know? What do you mean? How so? I mean, everywhere. It's like, if you look at the shit, you know, if you read the old stories about comedy and stuff in the 80s yeah. and the 70s, and, you know. Everybody was doing coke all the time. People were just doing drugs. Like, people, you know what? People were just fucking cool. <laughs> Everybody wasn't a fucking church mom. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. This whole everybody now is like a fucking den mother or a scout leader or a soccer dad. And like everybody's like monitoring what you do. And yeah. do I approve of that? And is this clean enough to put into my body? And it Ugh. Nobody yeah. takes any fucking chances anymore. Nobody lives kind of dangerous. It's not even dangerous living. Don't don't shoot heroin. You yeah. don't want to die. Don't shoot heroin. But even then, heroin is not the most dangerous thing to do. Shooting coke is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, don't shoot anything. Don't shoot coke. Don't. Uh, what's their bad ones? I would say don't take a lot of ecstasy. That shit's that shit'll fucking fry your brain. I think you can take a lot of ecstasy. You're going to be a little spacey, but yeah. I mean, you're not going to die from it. Um, I don't think. It's, it's going to rot your brain though. I mean, it's just fucking nuts to me, man. Like nobody. Uh, th- the problem is, is we live in this, we live in this uh, culture where people just want good. They don't want bad anymore. Uh huh. You know, people just want good. So people go, well, I don't do blow anymore because the next day I'm sad. It's like, yeah, it's called the bad. With the good. You get the bad because you had so much good, you feel like shit. Yeah, and it's like, so put it in fucking perspective and stop expecting every minute of your life to be fucking thrilling and happy. It's just not going to be. What I, I, almost, I almost think that some of what you're talking about goes back to this, the social media stuff where it's a thing where uh, there's like an ex- expectation of a instant gratification. So Yes. You don't want to feel bad later after this thing because your your brain is bad at looking at things as temporary. Like if you feel if you're throwing up and you're sick, I think it's harder the more you're tapped into that type of instant gratification that comes with social media, it's harder for your brain to be like, okay, this sucks right now, but it's obviously I'm not going to feel this way forever. It's going to yeah. pass. It will pass. Yeah. As George Harrison says, <laughs> yeah. all things must pass. And that's the thing, dude. It's like, I'm not even knocking you if you're somebody that's just like, hey, man, I found this new energy by yeah. cutting out partying or whatever. You know, we were talking about it earlier. Right. I've experienced that. I get that. I get that. But there's just such a difference to me between that and the person that dabbles but never commits. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, those people annoy me. What's like a dabbling, then? 
Oh, dude, well, I had six beers. Well, I want to do a shot of whiskey. I'm going to be fucked up. It's like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You think yeah. I enjoy your company that much? I don't. If I did, I wouldn't need six fucking beers to sit here for this long with it's you. The whole, it's the whole, it's the classic <laughs> thing, right? Uh, yeah. Everything in moderation, even moderation. Yeah, it's like, gee, it's like, come on, like, let's have a fucking night. Uh -huh. Let's fucking have fun. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, I don't eat, uh, I can't eat pizza because I flour and is it, yeah. shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. It'll make you feel bad, and so you don't, they don't want to feel bad. I'm just so... <laughs> I just hate it, dude. Like nobody. You're from Philadelphia, right? Yeah. That's that's all this is, man. This is Philly. This is Philly shit. All you Philadelphia motherfuckers <clears throat> party so hard. There's something about Philadelphia. Philadelphia is like the little brother of New York, so it's always got a chip on its shoulder. Because <laughs> it's like it's not New York. It's not as big. It's there's just always less going on there. There's more crime. The crime's worse. The people are yeah. less educated. They're fatter. Everything about Philadelphia is like slightly worse than New York, and in some instances much worse than New York. But in many instances, much better too. Well, there you go. That's it's, the thing. It's an awesome town. Philadelphia Philly's is, going through a big renaissance. Right right now. Why? What is, what's happened there? It's just becoming... Did someone go to college? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Did, did 10 guys go to college? <laughs> did a, did a police chief stop being corrupt for like 10 minutes? Oh, yeah, because they're so clean out here in L.A. I mean... <laughs> the, uh, I don't even know. Are they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I uh, invented yeah. corruption. No, 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 no. There's... There are... There are, there are yeah. Philly's a very blue-collar town. It's a very ang it can be a very angry town. Right. But it's 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 going through this like really cool renaissance period right now where everything is like starting to become like super cool but still super real. Yeah. So you you're like finding these places to hang out that are fucking awesome and so much fun yeah. and no frills but at the same time nobody's precious mm -hmm. you can still fucking act like a goddamn idiot and it's fun like it's perfect it's perfect to me I love that like I love blue collar progressives uh, Atlanta has a lot of that mm -hmm. to it Minneapolis uh, Minneapolis Sacramento has, Sacramento, has, has pockets of that yeah yeah um, 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 Austin, Texas. Yeah. You know, like there are just places that are, are progressive but not precious. And the people still get their hands dirty. Right. And it's an amazing time. It's an amazing... I go to Austin, man. I still party with my old boss in Austin. What She's was like your, 60. What was, what was your boss? Where? We used to work at the Senate together. The Senate? Yeah, in the you media department. You the Senate? What did you do? Like type stuff up? I was a radio up? guy, radio reporter for the Senate media department. How, that, how would that sound? What did my show say? Hey, I'm Joe DeRosa. I'll tell you what, these fucking idiots here on Capitol Hill, they're <laughs> no, a bunch of clowns. Could, you couldn't do any opinions. None. But you could say stuff like, somebody went walked downstairs today for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you could you say, yeah, stuff little, like that. A little bit of old-fashioned color. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Prop 32 was brought to the floor today for discussion. It's being met with contention for the following reasons. So, you know, like that, <laughs> that shit, you know? Uh, Do you have any of this old air check tapes or any of that shit? From yeah, there? actually, I'm, I haven't released it yet. I'm waiting to put it on something. I'm going to put it out somewhere. Put it on Twitter. But I released it. I'm I put, it on, put it on Patreon. Uh -huh. uh, I released. A, I have a thing called um, 
The tape says Senate media outtakes on it. And it's, uh-huh. I would have to record my show at the end of the day, then post it. So I was trying to get through it because it'd be like a long day yeah. of wearing a suit and it'd be stressful and busy and tough. And at the end of the day, I had to record my thing and I would just be trying to get through it so I could post it so I can get the fuck out the door yeah. and go drink with my friends. And I, I kept all of my outtakes. Because I would fuck up and oh, I would I get great. so furious. Oh, I want to hear that shit so bad. I'll play it for you. Me and Jay Okerson and Kurt Metzger used to get high together and listen to it and laugh our balls off. That's a good crew. Did you guys used to know each other from there? From we Austin? started and we kind of started in Philly together. Okay. So I lived with Jay in New York and we used to hang out all the time. We st- we're still friends, but we just don't. But those know. guys are like a few people I know. I, don't, I know them all, but not very well. Good but dudes. They're all like really. Uh, Hardcore. I'm trying to think how to say this, but basically, they don't they don't give a fuck. Like they're no, they, like, they, 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 they're disgusting. They not, disgu- not disgusting. disgusting. What, what I mean, like the, Candid, la- the language, crass. Yeah, crass. Yeah, but I love a, yeah, it. I yeah. like I like it so much because yeah. they're like the nicest guys. Yes, the sweetest, nicest guys. Yes. I mean, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but I always think that if I ever had to pick a babysitter for a kid, the first person I would choose is a metalhead. Yeah. Because I know, it's like, I know who you are right away. Yeah. You're not going to fucking cut the kid up because you got that shit out because you listen to metal. Yeah. You get it out. Jay's, I've known Jay's daughter and his daughter's mother. Yeah. Since their daughter was born. Right. She's now, Christ, 17 or something. Jeez. Uh, but she, she's an amazing kid. Right. Uh, her mom's an amazing woman. Jay's an amazing dad. Like, they're amazing parents. But these people are filthy. They're so crass. It's so interesting uh, to me that, that, that's the, that that dichotomy, I think, is not an accident at all. You think there's something, there's an honesty to the crassness, I yeah, guess? Yeah, and I think that, that makes... It's interesting. What, I mean, look, my, look the, some of the best guys I know... Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are, are guys that were raised by blue-collar fathers. Yeah. Because despite the fact that their fathers might not have been the most eloquent people on planet Earth, right? Um, you know, and who gives a fuck? They, they had their philosophies. They were salt to the earth. They were good people. Mm-hmm. And, okay, maybe your dad cursed a lot more than this guy's dad. Yeah. But he raised you right. That's what's important, you know? It's like, mm. it's like I know so many people whose dads like let them drink er- much earlier than my dad ever would have given me a beer. My dad was very blue-collar, too. I'm just saying, like, for example. What did he do? Welder? TIG? MIG? He was, a, pot metal? He was a, a computer engineer okay. at Sperry Univac, which was the company that invented computers. But, like, back then, you know, people hear that job and they go, oh, how amazing. It's like, no. it wasn't amazing. He was paycheck to paycheck. He worked two jobs uh, because he didn't make enough money. To support us. You know, my parents were that classic 80s couple, like in crazy debt. They bought into all that 80s bullshit. Yeah. Um, You know, my dad uh, got laid off after 35 years at the company. You know, and then had to work at Home Depot. Like, Uh my dad is as fucking blue collar as it gets. Wow. So, um, you know, we had Christmases where there weren't really presents. You know, wow. uh, you know, we, we it was a it was a real fucking thing. But like, anyway, um, um, y- you know, uh, my crassness. Yeah, people. my point is, is like, even though you know, you know, I knew guys whose dads were, you know, would would by today's standards, somebody would go, they would be scoffed at. Yeah, it's like or get no. in trouble. Yeah, it's like no, those kids turned out to be great. Those yeah. kids turned out to be great, and they and they, 
and they are now raising kids of their own who are turning out to be great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, it's the good with the bad. Nobody wants to accept it. Mm-hmm. These fucking if you come from a family where you're like, we never fought, you're weird. It's weird to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand how you can live in a house under one roof that in, in those close quarters with people that you love that much mm-hmm. and that you're investing that much in and not fight. I don't understand it. I'm not saying it should have been a war zone. But these people that are like, we never raised our voices, we never, yeah, well, one of you is going to chop somebody up soon (laughs) because something's being bottled up. Uh Uh-huh. It's odd. It's fucking odd. It is odd. And it's, it's it doesn't make, I mean, I think it can be, sometimes it's Midwestern, but also it's, it goes all across, it's not, it doesn't really ascribe, it's not a certain type of person that's that way or a certain, like, ethnic class that's that way. No, no. It's mostly white people, though. Well, I do think it's more of a white bread kind of thing. You know, like Italian people and Jewish people are so similar if you go into like truly ethnic Italian and Jewish homes. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. And in fact, I just I'm reading a book about the Golden Girls because I love the show. Yeah. Called Behind the Lanai, who was written by an the old... The Lanai. That's yeah. a, like, like a screen, right? No, the Lanai's the patio. Oh, the patio. Out okay. back, yeah. <laughs> Frank DeCaro's husband wrote this book. And I used to know him back when I lived in New York, but I don't live there anymore, so I haven't seen him in years. But anyway, uh, it's a great book. Mm-hmm. And it's like a comprehensive history of the Golden Girls. But they talk about like when they were casting Sophia... Which one is she? Estelle Getty, the mom. Okay, she's the old one. Who's yeah. like, are you stupid, you kid? Get out of here, you dumbass. Yeah, and they were talking about like the process of like developing the character, and Estelle Getty was just basically like, you know, it was just, I grew up in like, I think she was saying she grew up in Jewish Brooklyn, but this yeah. character was Italian, but she was like, it didn't matter. It's all the same. I get, I knew people like that. It, mm-hmm. it was all the same. And it is, and it's funny, if you watch the early episodes of the show, she's almost doing like a sort of Jewish Brooklyn kind of cadence, yeah. and then like it slowly gets becomes a little more Italian right. cadence as it goes. And um, But I find that uh, those households, ethnic, and I shouldn't say white because Irish is like that too. Yeah. Irish Catholic mostly, Polish Catholic. It's basically people who are- It's white blue bread. Co- blue collar or have, are not very wealthy. Yeah. And the people that do it are white bread, meaning- that, that, to me, white bread is like waspy. Yeah. You know? Waspy is very different. But I think that the whole waspy thing, the attitude comes from if you have money and you're, if you have status, it's that whole thing of wanting to continue, wanting to keep it up. You want to, you have to keep up your status so you don't want to be too loud or too, like, you don't want to stick out. So you have to be like, oh, don't make too much noise because we don't want to be the people who are, like, the yeah. loud people with the cars who are like, what are you fucking doing over there? Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Are you kidding me? No, I've been, yeah. I've been home all day. Why didn't you call? <laughs> the, the fuck? The, I don't hear the phone. Yeah. I didn't hear it. My, <laughs> Mike Burns said to me once, Mike Burns said to me once, he goes, I feel like everybody in your family calls each other DeRosa. <laughs> DeRosa. <laughs> DeRosa. <laughs> what are you fucking doing, DeRosa? Get out of here, DeRosa. DeRosa, go tell DeRosa DeRosa's here. DeRosa, so. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday, DeRosa. Yeah. yeah. DeRosa. What kind of family did you grow up in? Not that. No? No. Were you waspy? Yeah, very waspy. Really? 
Well, technically we're Catholic, but that doesn't really change anything. But I mean, were you blue collar or no? No, my dad's a surgeon. Oh, uh, you fuck. What? You oh, fuck. I can't do anything about that. I didn't know anything. I didn't I know, but you called my city fat and stupid. Because so it can, is. I can. Well, oh fuck then to you. I grew up in a place that was the most sheltered. Uh, it's like a fucking snow globe. It was the most. Yeah. I can't even describe to you the the degree with which Rochester, Minnesota, is sheltered. It is something that is. It is. Uh, here's a good example. In 1999, it won Money Magazine or maybe People Magazine or maybe fucking both. Pretty much the same thing. Money and Both. people, the same thing. It won the number one city to live in in America. Why? Because uh, there's basically no crime whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, there's no poverty. Mm-hmm. There's like, it's Minnesota, which maybe people don't realize, but Minnesota is incredibly good with social services in terms of like, like if you if you have a drug, if you're a drug addict, the best place in the world to be a drug addict is in Minnesota. Because we have like, Ten of the the best treatment facilities that exist. Really, they basically invented how to do modern drug treatment. Oh, that's cool. Like that writer David Carr used to write for the New York Times. He mm-hmm. lived in uh, Minneapolis for a long time because he wrote for the Star Tribune, and he would shoot coke. He was like a like a incredible drug addict. Like, is he dead? He's dead, but he died. From drugs? He died f- not from drugs. He didn't die from overdose. He was clean for a long time. He wrote this cool book called Night of the Gun which is about sort of like a blackout he had back in the day. It was just all about... It's a cool title. He, he can't remember if he had a gun or not or what happened to this gun, but just crazy shit, right? He had two kids, and he uh, he went through it, right? He's like this classic example of um, super intelligent, mega type A driven person who's also does all the drugs that are physically available to him. Sure. He was an alcoholic too. Sure. But he uh, was in Minnesota and the reason he probably lived on to be sober for as long as he did is because of how how much support there is in Minnesota. So that's the just the, that's like to paint a picture of that state and that city even more so. Rochester is just mm-hmm. it's all scientists. Uh, so much money. So too. how are you so balanced in perspective and not like sort of a precious sheltered type? Probably because I traveled a lot as a kid. I got uh-huh. to see like, I just got to see a lot of stuff that I don't think. I, re- I was thinking about this the other day is how much, how like, how incredibly important it is, I think, to travel if you're before you turn like, you know, pre-puberty. To travel mm-hmm. to see stuff like, oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's a that's a, a gypsy who's going to try to steal from us, or that's like um, just you see something that is radically different than what you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So you realize, oh, this is this all kinds of stuff. Was your dad like a Bruce Wayne or uh, um, uh, not Bruce Wayne? Who's the dad? Thomas Wayne type. Thomas. Where Wayne. even though he's like super rich, he's like son. You need to understand, like not everybody lives like we do, and you need not to be really. aware of. But that's the thing is doctors aren't super rich. There's like a there's like a when people talk about um, like wealth, like if you make a lot of money as a doctor, but you also if you are a doctor, you're probably working a ton and you're also a scientist. So you're not really that interested in money unless you're private practice, which is a totally different thing. Right. Your private practice, half of what you do is 
client outreach, so you're fucking golfing with people to try to make sure you have enough clients. If you're, if you're a private practice doctor, you can make millions of dollars a year, or maybe more. Right. But if you're like, if you work for the Mayo Clinic, like my dad did, which is a, a learning institution, they don't, they make a lot of money, but they don't make like fucking crazy amounts. And also, they're working so much, they don't really. It's like a thing where, um, you just. A lot of times, I think scientists or people who are in those type of professions, they like getting paid, but really, they like working. They love sure. working so sure, much yeah. that they, they kind of really don't like a lot of people's. Uh, a lot of my friends' parents who had they had nice, huge houses, but they weren't like nice because they just didn't care. They had like that science brain where they don't notice the difference between like a, a status refrigerator and a non-status one. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not something that they care more about their coffee and stuff like that than they do about having something be like a really there just wasn't that type of opulence that exists sure. in people who actually have money. Well, you that's know what I mean? good. Like, like that kind of money where it's uh, but I mean it was old money. But it, you're still saying it was very sheltered. Oh yeah, extremely. So I feel sheltered. like your dad or somebody must have said to you, you know, the whole world isn't like this, right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like you. I mean, maybe you just picked it all up on your own, but I feel like usually there's somebody there in your life telling you like the life lesson of. I think it was because I was really interested in it. I was because I was so bored with uh, that kind of culture. Right. Even now, I feel that way. Like I'm more interested in. Just any type of like ethnic upbringing like that, any type of someone who grew up poor, I find it to be fucking fascinating because I think it's such a, it's there's so much more character in that than it is. Like I mean, I have a joke about this that's it's like a long joke thing, basically how people there's a lot of a lot of tension right now in terms of like race and status and stuff, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that's about that vilifies white people. A lot of it makes sense, but I think to some extent, there's a certain class of quote-unquote white people who, when you think about it, you should feel kind of sorry for because they didn't have, they didn't have anything but everything. You have everything, your life becomes just you're so bored, nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a lot of people, including myself, who are incredibly envious of someone who grew up like. Oh, uh, you had you had grandparents, you had black grandparents, and you would go to like some some meaningful event that if right. you didn't show up at every Sunday, you would be yelled at. Right. Like I didn't have any of that shit. No one right. I knew had any of that stuff where it was like a thing where there was an actual meaningful sort of community because you had to band it together because you didn't have a lot of money or there was something yeah, in your yeah, life no, that there's, was difficult. There, there's a richness to ethnic traditions. Right. And if you have uh, none yeah. of that, I think there's a, there's an ease inside of that wealth mm-hmm. or privilege or everyone to call it sure. shelter that creates the darkest of situations because that's why everyone's a fucking alcoholic that's why everyone like there's all that's all so much abuse that goes on in those situations yeah. it's always when people are everything's all everything's set everything's good so all you can do is fucking get blackout well, drunk that's every why, that's, day. that's and that speaks to what I was talking about earlier with the uh, with the political climate uh, and you know a certain portion of these people who are in panic mode. Yeah, it's like you you have to learn how to adapt to your environment. 
You can't constantly demand that your environment adapt to you. Uh-huh. You can try to change it. You can try to make a difference. You can fight for what you believe in. But you have to get your fucking shit together. Otherwise, now you're a guy who's walking into public places mm-hmm. and smacking hats off people's heads, <laughs> thinking he has the right to do that. Yeah. And then doesn't understand when he gets punched in the fucking face why that happened that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, look, hate the hat. Fine. Hate the guy behind the hat. Fine. Hate the guy wearing the hat. Fine. But get your fucking shit together. Use your words, baby. Use your fucking words. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's childish. But that's what happens when sheltered people are broken out of their bubbles for the first time. They they don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. They can't deal with it. They cannot fucking deal with it. And people cannot handle any type of decrease in status or status quo. If you... That's why I think it's a big issue with the baby boomers, because baby boomers are so used to having so much. Oh, God, just the worst fucking people on earth. They can't handle austerity. Any any form of austerity to them is a nightmare. It's like, what do you mean I have to pay for shipping? You know what my favorite fucking thing is ever is when you see people. It happens all the time. If you ever go into a parking lot, we have to pay for parking. Like your standard parking lot, it's got a couple levels, and it's got a little box with a gate. You see someone leaving there. And they're either A, arguing with the person, yeah. or they're being fucking mean to them about the price they have to pay to park their fucking car. Yeah. Well, you got Alec Baldwin. It's like, what's wrong with you? You got Alec Baldwin punching a guy in the face over a street spot in New York City. It's like, Alec, we're pretty sure you can afford the garage. Also, Go park in the fucking garage, dude. How about this? Don't fucking drive. You have enough money. The whole point of being rich is you don't have to do things like driving. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. It's like it's like him fucking arguing about a potato you pull out of the ground. You don't, you don't do that because you don't fucking work in the fields, man. Don't drive your fucking car. That's not independent. Driving a car is not independent. It's having me like, oh, I can drive. I want to be independent. You have so much money, you have the independence of having a fucking chauffeur. I, that just, blows my mind. That then, then the next level of him, yeah, him punching someone. Like, what the fuck is wrong with park. you? It's like, dude... <laughs> I mean, I get it. New York will get to you, and you'll get angry. But That's such like, a big mistake he made, too. I, I just never understood. It was like, my only beef with driving in New York was I can't afford the parking garage every day. Yeah. So when you when you couldn't park, it was, it was horrible. And on the days where I had money for the garage, it was easy street. I was like, who gives a fuck? I'm pulling into that garage, I'm parking my car for the day, and I'm done. Like, it's—I just never—I don't get that shit, man. Well, he's just nuts, I guess. So— But this is— That's a big fucking mistake he made, though, right? Is he still on SNL, or are they pulling from SNL? No, they didn't pull him from anything. They just—they moved his talk show to Sundays. Wait, so he's still playing Trump? Probably. Oh, I, would, I don't. I I mean, but that's gonna make you laugh too. That you know, here's the guy, and I'm a Alec Baldwin fan. Yeah, he's great. But that's gonna make you laugh. That like, here's the guy that's out there being like, "Hey, people, I'm gonna set it straight," and this Trump guy is an asshole, and and, and then, then he's going out and punching people in the face. I mean, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> say it. I don't want to be around anybody anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be around anybody. It's like have fun, guys. I'm gonna go live in the fucking woods. Think you might do that? I'd love to. I'd love to until, like, I went at McDonald's at 1 a.m. and I couldn't, you know. (laughs) What would you listen to in the woods? I'll give you another song. You know, I want a song. I want to play a song. Okay, go ahead. 
This is you know that band High on Fire. You listen to them? No. Oh my God. I don't know who they are. It's a metal band. It's Matt Pike. It used to be the band Sleep. Oh, I like sleep. Well, if you like sleep, high and fire. Jesus fucking Christ. Some of this shit is just like insane. This might be the one I like a lot. This is Electric Messiah, the new album. Of the same title. What's the album called? Electric Messiah. Listen to that shit. so good, I can't stand it. I like it. I'm looking it up on Apple Music to save it. They have like nine good albums. They really do. Everything they do is just pure Which gold. Which guy is he in sleep? He's the main guy with long hair who looks all nasty and has a shirt off. Okay. He's such a fucking hero, man. The guy looks like a troll. He's always greasy and wet, long hair. He's not fit, but he just... I envy, I envy, I envy guys like this who live it. He fully lives it. Do you know what I mean? He's gonna die on his feet with a guitar in his hand, probably. I envy guys like this who live it. Totally. Like, I, you know, yesterday I was like, you know what? I gotta join this app so I can lose some weight. Really? What app? Noom or Nom, whatever the fuck know. it's called. So it was like 60 bucks, so I paid Jesus it. Jesus Christ, yeah. that's a lot. No, it was 30 bucks, sorry. It was oh, 30 bucks. Way. That's it's still a lot. A lot. I know, I was like, God damn it. And I paid it. Well, you said you had to. Why did you say you had to? Because I have high cholesterol. Oh, okay. But it's not like high where I need to be on medicine or anything. I have high tea. What's high tea? High testosterone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just need to lose like 10 pounds, yeah. and I'm fine. Then there's the other part of me where I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just live. You know? I, I go so back and forth with this. I'm like, I shouldn't drink. I shouldn't I'm like, no. Go get a bottle of wine and drink it while you write tonight. Why do you have to cut everything off? Uh-huh. I don't know. I think you're right to say... I'll say this. I think the times I've lost the most weight is when I've been living a fuck it diet. Where I'm like, I have a new... There's a couple times I've gone through this in the past few years. I've gone through a phase where I said my diet is this. I eat stuff that tastes good when I want to eat it. Yeah. And sometimes I think it has this weird effect where... Also, at the same time, I'm also working out like almost every day listening to metal. See, I never work out. That's my problem. You should, what you, here's what you have to do. You fucking put on a playlist of Pantera, High on Fire, and maybe like uh, some other thrash band. Any thrash band. You know what's a good one? Is you put on Nervosa. Nervosa is this fucking Brazilian metal band that is three ladies. I just said ladies. I just said fucking ladies. Jesus Christ, I'm probably going to get fucking strung up for that one. Why? Because you said the word ladies? Yes. I don't. I still don't understand why that's so bad to say. It's not bad to say. I just feel like it's not the word I wanted to say because I don't, I would not describe Nervosa as three ladies. Because it's not very, the no word lady. No matter which way you say it, it's weird. Yeah, it's three female musicians, <laughs> three girls, whatever. That's, it's three that's women. Even worse. Three that's women. Three women. 
But I didn't know that when I first heard them. There's a song they have. Oh, it's just so fucked. Here's what you do. Listen to that shit. Listen to Nervosa, uh, High on Fire. What kind of exercise do you do? I do like, uh, I'll do like some cardio, and then I'll do weights. How much cardio do you do? Tell me your reg regiment right now. Well, I've been doing this thing now where I do this 10-minute workout. I'll show play it right now. This this workout, I swear to God. You do a ten, that's it? 10 minutes? Well, I'm not finished. I do a 10-minute workout. No, I'm saying that's right up my alley. Here's what you do. It's uh, this guy, Live Lean TV. His name is Brad. I've, I've done this like 40 no times workout. at this point. 10-minute workout coming up. This, this, is, this is it. It's a 10-minute no workout. No problem. 10-minute workout coming your way. Brad Guthrose. Okay, so you just do 10 minutes a day? I do 10 minutes if I have time, if that's all I have in the morning, after having coffee, before eating. Do the 10-minute workout. It's like you'll be huffing and fucking puffing. Today I did it. You will sweat, and it gets your heart rate up, like, big time. There's all these exercises, like doing moving push-ups and, like, lunges and all this crazy uh, movement exercises that it's called a fat-burning workout because the idea is that I don't know how it works, but supposedly helps you burn fat because it gets your heart rate up. Like, I'm is sweating. Is it enough? If I do it? If I do it, is it enough? If you started doing that every morning before eating, you would probably help a lot. But I think, don't think it's enough. Because here's the thing about losing weight. that is, It's like a new thing that they just found out. Or not new. It's like been scientifically confirmed. <clears throat> is that working out is not how you lose weight. You lose weight through diet. Yeah. And you can work out all the fuck you want. I'm saying if I eat decently and do that, is that enough? It might be. Just I mean, do you do more exercise than that? That's I, my question. Yeah, after this, I did like uh, two sets of uh, bicep curls. And then I went over to the house and I did a bunch of pickaxe work in the dirt to move up this, move some stuff out of the dirt. And then I'm still sweating all this. For like an hour and a half, I was sweating. Uh-huh. Just because that gets your heart rate up. But if I have time, I'll do like... I'll do like an hour and a half of cardio. Jesus Christ! But I enjoy it because it makes my it makes gives me like a, a brain. I get endorphins. You'll do ninety straight minutes of cardio. Not straight. I'll like run. I'll ride my bike to a hike spot. Hike up. Hike down. Run my bike home. Okay. Well, that's see. That's the kind of thing I I, I need a thing like that. Yeah. Where the, where I'm like, okay, I did that. I'm done for the day. Yeah. That'll. But sometimes the thing with cardio is that. Cardio a lot of times will make you so fucking hungry that you'll eat more than you burned. That happens to me a lot. So the best thing I think to do, at least for me that's worked out, is to do, you do like 10 to 15 minutes of cardio to warm up. Like real cardio, not just like fucking yeah, jogging. You, the elliptical for t 15 minutes. You got to get puffing, huffing and puffing. And then you do a half an hour of weights. So you do like, the best thing to do is to alternate. So you do buys and buys and back. Then you do... Uh, I can't believe I'm talking about this shit. I'm talking about fucking weightlifting. This is I, stuff I learned from my friends who are on the basketball team in sophomore, junior of, of high school. I have school. a gym in my building. I could go do all this. What you do, you do buys and back, right? So you do like, you do curls, you do pull-ups. Right. You do like anything, any rowing, any of that stuff on the same day. And the next day, you do your cardio at the beginning again. And you do like, uh, you do chest. So you just do, you do this, you do push-ups, you do uh, bench or different chest exercises. And also do tries, because tries and chest are connected. So you do like tricep extensions, that shit. And the next day, you do um, bison back, tries, uh, tries and chest. And then you do, uh, what's the third one? Shoulders. You do shoulders. You do shoulder press, different types of shoulder press. There's like all kinds of stuff. You can do free weights or bar. And then the fourth day, if you're a badass, you'll do leg day. 
So you do like fucking lunges and all uh-huh. this shit, step ups. Um, but you can also you can also do legs on all those days a little bit. I like to do a little bit of legs, and I do a dedicated leg day because my legs just can't handle it. And then uh, on that same day, you could also instead of doing legs, you could just do cardio. Mm-hmm. But basically, you just have to work out. Every day, except for you do two. Depends how much you can handle. I have to take rest days because if I don't take rest days, I get really. How many days a week do you do it? I try to work out five days a week. But I, I I like it so much to where I realize if I if I don't work out it puts me in a really bad I get really negative. No, I used to do I used to do thirty minutes a day on the elliptical. Yeah. That was that was all I would do. Yeah. Or I'd do thirty minutes swimming, and I would. I would feel great. I would go from being in a shit mood to like, let's go have a good time tonight. And like, like, whatever. Like, I felt great. Like, um, but I just need, I I just need enough that I don't die. That's it. Yeah. I eat decently enough. I can eat decently enough. Like, I went food shopping yesterday and it's like, you know, I'll buy steak and pork chops and shit like that, but I'll also buy, like, turkey and salad for lunch and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I don't buy any white starches. The big thing is just sugar. That's all I'm asking. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't fuck with sugar. It's like, dude, I'm... You don't I'm, eat I'm, sweet stuff at all? Like candy or cookies? I actually buy diet sugar-free pudding. Yeah. So, like, if I'm, like, like I can't even handle a craving, I eat a couple cups of that. But alcohol, like, though. Alcohol, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah, but that's why I'm like, eh, if I cut back on alcohol, I'll be fine. Yeah. But my point is, is like, I just don't want to die. And I want to do enough exercise every day that I feel good. There's the Matt McConaughey way. What's that? McConaughey, evidently, every single day he has to sweat for at least 30 minutes. Which I tried for a while and it actually was pretty good. The problem is literally just getting the, having the time. To, to do that. Also, in a place where you feel like you don't, we're not going to throw up if you do a half an hour of a half an hour of sweating. You know. Well, that's the thing. Is like you're not sweating in that first ten. No, you're not. Yeah. You're sweating. You know. So you're looking at forty-five versus thirty. But I mean, I don't know, man. But is the is this ten-minute guy? Is he saying that's all you need every day? If it's all you have, yeah. Um, He's saying do that. You're done. It's all it's all relative because it all depends on what else you do. Uh, it all depends on what you eat. The thing with doing a 10-minute workout in the morning is it gets your heart rate up, and it's going to carry you for a long time. When I've done this exercise, I started doing it about maybe a month ago in the morning. I have so much energy, I can't fucking believe it. Through the whole day? For like till the afternoon. It's, it's insane how much energy you have from Can that. you text me that right now? Yeah. Uh, you know how I found it? Huh. I went to YouTube and I typed in men's 10-minute workout. All if right. you type that in, it's going to come up. It's but I want you guy. to send it to me so I know I'm getting the right one. Okay. I'll send it to you right now. But this guy's claim is, is you do this and you eat right and you're good. That's what I want. He's not claiming anything, man. What's he's, he saying then? Is I don't even know. I just know that if you do that type of a workout, it burns fat because it's something about there's something about the nature of that type of workout that gets your heart rate up and it helps you. You know what? Something's better than nothing. So like Absolutely. right now, it's like here's what I, here's my goal right now. Mm-hmm. I do that. I eat decently, <laughs> and on the weekends when I drink, I only drink like you know. Uh, um, liquor with club soda. No beer, yeah. no sugary shit. For now, that's enough. Fuck it. Fuck I think it it might enough. be. Welcome to Live to Tape, the podcast about working out with Joe DeRosa. Joe DeRosa is a horror fan, uh, a horror guy. 
he's a horrible guy. He's from Philadelphia. He's a real piece of shit. He's a real, sh- yeah. a real Chinook. <laughs> is that a word, a Chinook? It sounds like one. There's a Chinook, which is a double, double-bladed helicopter. I had fun here with you, fuckface. Are you about to leave right now? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, we did over an hour. We I mean, did. how long is the fucking podcast, Johnny? That's about. What are you doing a Rogan thing in here? Like three, three hours. Sometimes I do like to do that. Uh. I want to play one more song though. Okay. Oh, here's your thing. Yeah, if you listen to metal, it helps you work out. Because it makes you feel like... No, uh, I used to listen to metal. I, I know. I would listen to metal. I would listen to punk. I would listen to Rush. I would listen to music that was like I could get into. It makes you pump. Well, it's that, but it's also, too, like, it's lengthy music and it's intricate. So it's yeah. like you can listen to... You can get into different parts of it, you know? And, and like, what I would listen to gangster rap, too, because that would get me hyped up. I just like to listen to stuff that makes me think I'm in a tank... Someplace like in the Middle East, and I have to survive. Like, you know what I mean? I used to have a joke before Pantera had their little uh, issue with Phil Anselmo doing saying white power at a fucking. Did he like, say that? He's an idiot. Did he, did he apologize? Yeah, he did, and he's, he's a total idiot. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. God, I hope he never hears that. But <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, is he still an idiot, or was he just being a dumbass because he was on heroin and shit? I you know? think he was that, all fucked up for a while. I think the Pantera does have a little bit of a, of a streak about them that is kind of uh, probably a little bit racist. But I also think it's this thing where... I don't know. It's almost so so complicated and nuanced to the thing where, to what is what? You I know? don't think I don't think the band itself in any way is racist. is racist. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, none of them are even alive well, anymore. Well, Dimebag used to have a Confederate flag on his guitar. Well, I was gonna say I think they're just like crazy into being from the South. Yeah. And with that comes an audience and with that audience you're going to get some people that are going to take it and use it for their own totally you know but uh but yeah but anyway all right who's this pantera oh it is pantera also known as pantera which album is this from this is reinventing the steel from 2000 listen to this shit ready when this shit rips not as into this as I was but imagine if you were in a tank in Fallujah <laughs> this is blasting your headphones yeah no I like Pantera don't get me wrong but uh just sounds like tracer bullets it sounds pretty cool <laughs> that's why we lost the Vietnam War I think because we didn't have Pantera yeah we didn't have Pantera yet yeah you're right well, they had Hendrix. It's not the same. Oh, Jesus, did I just break that? I don't know. I oh, know it was like that. Well, I mean, maybe it wasn't. Why don't you touch it, it more? <laughs> well, I want to play one last thing but that you recommend, and I'll let you leave. Play uh, Something new. Serial Killers, their new album, Day of the Dead. Play track four. What do you think about uh, horror movies? What's the la- What did you think about um, Mandy? I love Mandy. It's a masterpiece. I fucking loved it. Um, Jesus Christ. It's a masterpiece. It's it's everybody should see that movie. What fuck fuck uh, Hereditary. Go see. Why did you Mandy. hate Hereditary? It wasn't that great. It scared the shit out of it me. It looked beautiful. It was it was well shot. It's terrifying. It wasn't terrifying. I got it made scared. Made no fucking sense. Uh, there was like one kind of scary part. I was Exhibit. Just like, be real, Demrick. Yeah. What is this? She like New Orleans rap? No, be real is the guy from Cypress Hill. Exhibit is from L.A. What song? Dem- I'm not sure where Demrick's from. Track four on their Day of the Dead album. Ask which about just came me. Out. Whatever track four is. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Joe. What? Just like so, I would never expect to hear this. I would never find this, ever. 
But I like it already, I do. Jesus Christ, this is like made to drive in a car that has like a big, big system, right? Sock you in the windpipe. 99, go to sleep, get your life right. I am intoxicated. Strangulation is my favorite form of meditation. Wild like a metal patient off his medication. Make a DJ bring it back with no hesitation. Do him like Rudy Ray Moore with my exploitation. Now let me tell you what you motherfuckers are facing. So hip hop, I love it. This is like what I would do cardio too. Okay. It would just the groove of it. It just gets me hyped. I love how raw it is. I love that it starts with him saying punch you in your windpipe. There's also a lot of air in the music. Like you can hear everything. It's all separated. The mix, the yeah. mix of this is really great. Really amazingly mixed. And also the beat's just awesome. It's so like a serial killers niggas hit the stage, they lost it. So pass the fucking joint if you cough it. And ever so often niggas get tired of the talking. I'm here to have a ball like Kavanaugh. Have a couple beers. I like beer. <laughs> What's he saying there? What is that? Is that an endorsement or is that not an endorsement? I don't even know. No, he's just saying I like... Did you say I like Kavanaugh? No, he just said I'm here to have a ball like Kavanaugh. Oh. I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man. Click bang and there's more red spilling on the floor. I'm a go ahead and give a green light. Kill a machine like it's what the fuck does this mean, right? I mean, it seems like a no brainer. Pull it to the nugget you can tame in my retainer. Bye, Joe. Hey, later, dude. We'll see you in hell on Starburns Audio. See you in hell. Thanks for having me, buddy. Peace. What a weird thing.